Hello, and welcome to The Truth Will Not Be Silenced, the show that allows Black people to be seen, to be heard, and to be human. I'm your host, Melissa Woodfork White. In today's episode, we will talk about the history of HBCUs with Scott Thomas. We'll discuss the controversial topics of HBCUs and bring awareness to the rich history and importance that needs to be shared that allows us to be seen, to be heard, and to be human. As a Black professional woman with over 28 years in the workforce, I have personally graduated from two HBCUs, Howard University in Washington, D.C., and the Interdenominational Theological Center Morehouse School of Religion in Atlanta, Georgia. Sharing our stories allows us to be seen, to be heard, and to be human. There will be a special surprise at the end of the show. Be sure to listen all the way through for the details. Our guest today is Scott Thomas. Scott is from Columbus, Ohio. He graduated in 1990 from the prestigious Howard University's School of Business with a bachelor's degree in marketing. He comes from a legacy family of siblings and cousins who also graduated from Howard University. He met his wife at Howard, who is also a graduate. They are the proud parents of two young adults, both college graduates, but however, his daughter did graduate from Howard. Scott currently lives in Los Angeles, California with his family. He has worked for over 22 years with one of the largest wine and spirits companies. He currently shares Howard University and HBCU's history on Facebook, a passion and hobby. He is going to share with us his passion and hobby, sharing the history of HBCUs. Hi, Scott. Thanks so much for joining us today. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thank you. I'm proud of what you're doing with yourself and good to hear that you went to Howard University, just like myself. <laughs> All right now. So let's get started. How are HBCUs different from TWIs? So I want you to tell us what the acronyms mean and then describe the differences. No problem. Uh, HBCU is a historically black college and university and a PWI is a predominantly white institute. And basically the difference is uh, basically uh, uh, back in the uh, early 18, or the 1800s, uh, late 1800s, uh, blacks weren't allowed to go to white institutions. So uh, we have a lot of historically black colleges that were uh, made or developed in that time period uh, down in the South, but more so. And uh, after the Civil War, uh, education uh, became, uh, it was actually important all the time, but schools like uh, Cheney, it was started in 1837, uh, University of District of Columbia in 1851, uh, Lincoln in 1854, and Wilberforce in 1856. Those were like the first uh, black colleges and then from then on the uh, ones in the south uh, came. Awesome and so share with us some of those differences like for instance at a historical black college and university we don't have black student unions versus at a PWI. <laughs> exactly. Student unions. Exactly no question the thing about uh, an HBCU the whole school is your, is your school it's not like you know one section in one corner one yeah. day you have it it's just, it's the life, the whole school, the, the lifestyle. And, you know, the way you wear your hair, uh, the clothes, no one's going to come up to you and touch your, touch your hair and say, hey, what's, you know, this, I mean, you feel at home, you know, so it's basically home. And when you go visit someone's house, uh, you know, you feel like a visitor and, and the PWI is, you know, if you feel like a visitor, you know, it's not necessarily your home, your, you know, you just, and uh, uh, me growing up and I grew up in Columbus, Ohio, and I went to Ohio State a lot. Uh, homecoming wasn't a big deal to us 
because it wasn't our homecoming, quote unquote, because it, it, the events weren't, uh, uh, you know, weren't for us. So when I went to Howard, uh, it was the total opposite. I mean, I was like, hey, uh, everything was for us. The, the, the concerts, the, the step shows, everything and, and the, the vibe, you know, you could just feel it, the vibe in the air, you know, it was just for us. I will tell you just from my own personal experience um, going to Howard University, I can speak from the fact of a PWI and an HBCU because my older sister graduated from the University of Michigan. And so I can say from my experience, what you're saying, that is true. Homecoming was not a big deal to her. <laughs> it was like Michigan, University of Michigan is a big 10 school. So of course it's a big, big deal to everybody else. But it was like, they had their Black Student Union. They had the Fab Five when she was going there, Chris Weber, Jerron Howard, you know, <laughs> and so forth. And so, yeah, it is a big difference. I, I can also speak from this too experience, Scott, is that when my friends from high school, it wasn't that many of us, but when they went to PWIs and I went to Howard, they used to come visit me at Howard because Howard has the best homecoming. And so I'm not saying that because I graduated from Howard University. I'm saying that because I've had friends, Black friends, that graduated from PWIs, including my oldest sister, who would come to Howard, who would come to Howard's homecoming. And that's like the best homecoming ever. Yes. Ever. Yes, no question. And, <laughs> so, and that's another thing. We get more visitors you know, and that's, and it shows you, I mean, who, where are you going to spend your free time? You know, your free time, you want to, you want to make it count. You don't want to go somewhere that you're not going to have fun. So, you know, why would you leave your own school if there's something was popping off there, you know, which is not, you know. And you brought up, and this is a fact, what you just said, there are a lot of people that don't go to Howard that come to Howard homecoming. Yeah. And it is a big event in Washington, DC. I mean, like you got Howard parties from north, south, east, west of Washington, D.C. going on. Right. So the key with that is that's homecoming. But imagine if you went there every day, which which we did. Now, it's not going to be homecoming level, but it's still parties and people hugging and handshaking daily. I mean, yeah. we get that every day. I mean, I, I shook so many hands and and got so many hugs in one one day. I mean, it was unbelievable. And that's it's true love. Just I mean, it's unbelievable. Something we that's why we having this conversation. You do not see that day in a, in a regular day in a regular world. I mean, they, and I, I hear people say all the time uh, it's, it's not the real world. Well, thank God. I mean, I mean, I'm glad. I mean, I wish it was the real world, but I'm glad that I experienced it because some people never experience what we do on that level. And I will say in in describing those differences, you did touch on how at an HBCU, and we are speaking from an HBCU Howard University perspective, is that the fact that we get to be whoever we are. And I'll give you a prime example using myself. Like, I don't feel like I have to conform because I did get one of my, I have three advanced master's degrees and I did get one of them from a PWI. Congratulations. And so it was, it was, a drastic big difference, a drastic. Yes. And we're not just talking about APWI, we're talking about one of the big 10. Right. And so with that being, and we talking about one of the big 10 where you live. Yeah. <laughs> and so with that being said, it was a drastic difference. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad I went to Howard University. I'm so glad I graduated from there. I'm so glad I graduated from Morehouse School of Religion because you don't, 
when you go to one of their colleges or one of their institutions, me personally, I should not have to feel like that I have to conform or have to be somebody else to make you feel comfortable while I'm being uncomfortable. Whereas going to an HBCU like Howard University, I don't have to do any of that. I could just be me. Right. You know, if I want to wear my hair straight, I wear my hair straight. If I want to wear my hair Afro kinky, whatever, I wear it that way. And it is a okay. Yes. And so moving into the next question, why is sharing the rich history of HBCUs important? Uh, basically, it's our history, and you know, it's 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 finding so many, many great people that we have uh, and that have done so many great things. It's just important to know your history. I mean, and our history is great, and you know, we you know, I hate to depend on someone else to give us our history, mm-hmm. and it's nothing like when we give it when we actually give yes. give our history ourselves, and it comes from our mouth yes. because. Other people get get jealous. I don't know what the word is where they don't want to actually give it, give it, get put the truth out as to what what's really going on. You know, so um, we have some great people that have done great things at a tough time in, in our in our society, and they've they've done outstanding things. And it's really inspirational the fact that they can do something in 1930, 18 in 1800s, yes. and here it is 2022. But we got all these. You know, we're spoiled basically with all the stuff we have, and they they didn't have hardly anything, but they still were able to make it and get degrees similar to what you were able to do. And congratulations to what you've done. But I mean, there's the first black woman, the first black man that done this, that, and the other. It's unbelievable. And like I, I've in my research, I found that these people have done other things. They're only famous for these things that we know about, but they've done other things in their life that that are not even uh, they even not written or not even popular. But it's incredible, it's, and it's 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 just inspirational and motiv- motivational to find your history and to see. And then, really, you see we're kind of uh, I don't say not brainwashed, but basically, there's a lot of stuff missing. I find a lot of gaps. There's a lot of gaps that we that that are that I'm finding out when I do my history. That that's just like oh wow, when I see its pictures and pictures pictures do are, are like a thousand words. When you see the picture, you see the clothes, you see the demeanor. I mean, it's unbelievable the way they dress, the way that they stand, and it's it's just it's just mind blowing. And you know what? I am in agreement with you. Um, if history was taught as in the way history happened, I don't think today would be the way that it is. But you have too many people that don't look like us that only want certain parts taught. But when you go to a predominantly historic black college and university, you're going to get all aspects of that. And that's one of the things, one of the first things I did when I went to Howard University, I took all them black history courses, African-American history. I took all of them. I was like, oh no, I did not get this from my white high school. And so I was like, I took all of those my freshman and sophomore year. Like, yes, tell me about me. Tell me about my ancestors. Tell me about my heritage, my cultural, my culture all the things that make us who we are. And so you're not going to get that rich history from any other place other than an historical black college and university. It's like, also I want to say one thing is the ratio uh, of of a teacher to a student at black colleges, which is smaller than white schools. And so we get that special attention that, you know, where we, that you don't get at a, at a PWI. And basically what, what makes a, a, a black college so special also 
it's almost like having your uncle or your grandmother as a teacher or or or, or a, and, uh, when you go to the A building, the administration building, everywhere <laughs> you go, these people are extensions of your family. So it's not like just any old person. These people want you to do good and and then you respect them. It's it's like a family thing. Even though you've never met, never met this person, it's something about being black where hey, we're we're family. And, you know, yeah. and so you feel that that that's one of the reasons you you it's a the thing about uh anything in life is a feeling that you have. You know, when you and that's what Howard in the black colleges, you know you it's a feeling you have. When you go home from your break, you can't wait to go back to school. I mean, because you found out that hey, this I have a new home now. I mean, I, I have a, my heart. It's a feeling that you have. And it's so positive. That's why we go to homecoming. That's why we can't wait years later to go back and see our friends. And when you get a phone call from a friend from your college, you jump because it's somebody that you, you know, you, you to re, I mean, you can ignore other phone calls. When you see that phone call from yeah, Chicago, New York, that my buddy, yeah. and you're going to jump right on it because of the love. Yeah. Exactly. And that's another thing. We don't have to talk like every day. But then when we do talk, that one phone call, like you just said, it's like we've been talking every day. It's exactly. awesome. It's that, yeah. it's that, yeah, that feeling. So how has sharing the rich history of HBCUs affected you? Tell us about your personal experiences and, and what you gain from sharing HBCUs history. Uh, first, oh yeah, first of all, I went on Facebook uh, when I joined the groups. You know, I would, you know, flip through the, you know, the uh, the page and, you know, you see what's going on. And for me, it was something missing. You know, I was just like, OK, it was great that that person got a promotion and uh, whatever. It, you know, it was just and I'll go through. It was just it wasn't, an, you know, it's something missing. And uh, one time I saw a post about let's reminisce, uh, 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 let's let's reminisce, you know, and uh, uh, and so. Uh, uh, that was that was one that got me right there, and it started from that one there. Uh, uh, Tony Henson, uh, I think that's her last name. Yeah, she was the uh, one that uh, that uh, you know she put it up, and uh, and that got me going right there. That from there, I took that and I started asking questions. My first question I asked was the Howard Hustle. You know, what did you do uh, when you when, <laughs> when you were at, what, yeah, what did you do? What did you do at Howard? You know, what, what, what was your job? Because I had to work my way through school. And so I knew the Howard Hustle. I, I I was the Howard Hustle. So I said, what was your Howard Hustle? Everybody had a little something. Some people are fortunate they didn't have to work, but the Howard Hustle is, is real, you know? So I was my first question. And I used to, and I went from asking questions and then it spilled over to, to doing, uh, to, to, to uh, what I do now, which I, I find historic pictures from Howard and HBC. I started at Howard and then I had a question. I said, hey, should I do HBCUs? You know, because I focused first, I was focusing on Howard. You know, that's my school. And then at one, one time, I said, "Should I do that?" And I remember I said, "You know, I mean, why? You know, I, I'm a Howard guy, but I was like, hey, let me let me just take the same philosophy to HBCUs, and you know, and that's why we're having this conversation now because you know, you see my work out there for the HBCUs. And and ladies and gentlemen, it's a beautiful thing. I wish you know, please do your own research. I mean, oh, she, you know, I'm gonna tell you about these websites we're on where I do them, but. I mean, you know, we, everybody has time on the internet and this here is something that's valuable that sticks with you. I, I actually have pictures I can't post sometimes because I don't really have the back information on right. when I see it. When I see it though, sometimes I'm just might have to post and say, you know, I don't know what I'm what this is, but I know it's something great. And sometimes I post up, it's somebody's grandmother, grandfather, so yes, they know, and, and you, you see that and it, you don't know what you are, you know, and I, I know when I see a picture, I, 
you know, I know it's special, but to somebody else, it's like, hey, this I hit the jackpot, you know. Right. And it's really it really takes me into a uh, a special place because it's so uh, enriching. It's just it's just unbelievable. So it's really inspiring, and it, it really and it grows. That's just that's why it started, It got me going because it just gets better and better. You know, it's not you know our history is unbelievable. Well, I'm going to tell you that um, I brought you on this show because I was like blown away by the pieces of history that you researched and you would share in the Howard Alumni Facebook and then group and then also in the HBCU alumni Facebook group. And I was like, man, he finds some stuff way back from the day. And then he'll find some stuff current. I remember seeing Shaka Khan. You posted some stuff about Shaka Khan and um, Roberta Flack at the Howard Theater. Yes, <laughs> I was yes. like, who hasn't been, who hasn't performed at the Howard Theater? <laughs> exactly, exactly. And I would tell you this, I have unofficially gave you the name of HBCU. I think I, um, dang. <laughs> HBCU social media historian. Yes. Sure, I got you. There you go. I have I officially you. named you the HBCU social media historian Historian. because you post all that rich history in in those Facebook groups. And I mean, and you post those questions that have us reminiscing about the times that we were at our HBCU and about the time that we were, were at Howard. And then you see those pieces. Like I've read your posts, get a whole lot of comments and a whole lot of feedback. Like, man, you made me go way back. And then like the gems you say that when you would post those, it's somebody cousin that they didn't know they had or or relative yeah. long lost and it's like you bring that history together for a lot of people so Scott yeah, going into our last question how does sharing your story today about the rich history of HBCUs help others and you've touched on us throughout this conversation but I just want you to sum it all up for us yeah no problem uh basically uh you know it's, it's, you know, when you do your research, let's say you, you buy a car or you do whatever, you want the best, you know, I mean, you, you know, I mean, first of all, it's like, you know, you have to ask yourself, what are your, just like yourself, you know, you're a perfect example because you saw Howard because it was, it was the best school, okay, and you know, it didn't necessarily be Howard, but just something that fits somewhere that you know you're wanted, you know, at the HBC, you're, you're wanted, it's made for us. I remember interviewing at Howard um, for, for uh, when companies come to Howard, Mm-hmm. They are looking for a black person. Mm-hmm. They came there because they know that it's a black school. They are they came there to get a black top black person. When you go to a, a white school, they're looking for numbers. They're not necessarily looking for a black person unless you just happen to be a super superstar and you just you know blew everybody out. But they're not looking. They're looking for to get ten people or five people. It's that's not that's a black person. Piece. Exactly. So that's with us, when yeah. exactly. So when going to Howard to know that somebody's actually looking for you. I mean, they actually came there. They're, oh, yeah. They're, yeah, exactly. And then your instructors, they're going to tell you things even before that to help you say, hey, they're going to pull your, pull you, pull your shoulder. Hey, you need to do this, that, and the other. And we have personal relationships our, with our instructors. We don't, it's just not, you know, uh, that we know them and they're going to tell us things about the real world and give us, so we get, and how are we get, or, you know, hopefully for other black colleges that we get, the regular education and we get the real world education. So they're not just going to talk about 
you know, the book, they're going to talk about how this is going to relate to us as, as us going in the world, because the book is written, not necessarily all of them are, are written by a, a black person. So they, they translate it to us like, oh, this this needs to happen. You know, so I have instructor, one instructor who wouldn't, wouldn't let us in the door. At, but we had to be on time at, to class and he stood at the door. He stood at, yeah, exactly stood at, exactly stood at the door and it gets closed. You get a zero if you're not there. I mean, that's that's being on time. You have to respect time and little things like that. And, you know, and then uh, internships and give you get a, a, an instructor giving you a, a, a lead for internship or, or 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 just information. But it's love, though. And they, it's care. And, and, and you know that, you know, that when you when people love you and, 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 you, it's, and, it's, and it's the same with the with your classmates. Uh, my daughter went to Howard and she, they, they trade jobs off when, when they quit, when one person quits the job, they tell the other person say, Hey, you want this job? And I'm like, wow. I mean, the networking is unbelievable. And that's the other part people don't realize about after Howard or after HBCU, it goes on forever. It's not just your four years. Um, I posted something before about, uh, PWIs are for four years and HBCUs are for life, yeah. you know? I mean, I mean, I hate to say because I know, you know, there's a lot of people that go to uh, white schools and I know they have friends and I get it. I, I know it's not everybody, but the numbers that we have at Howard and the quality of people. I mean, I mean, all you need is one or two good friends. You know, what I mean, it would be nice to have 10. But when you get one from Howard, I mean, you got a friend, you got somebody that you or a HBCUs. I went to Howard, so I'm speaking from Howard, but HBCUs, that's why they're so special. That's why we talk about them and people that have gone there. That's why they're so passionate. It's not just like we didn't make this up. It's a feeling we have and a bond that's unbelievable. And that's why I'm here on this show today, because you asked me, you went to Howard and I, I, it's the love that we have. It's the bison love, the HBCU love that we have. Well, thank you so much, Scott. I will tell you this is that we also have that special bond with other HBCUs because we're all historical black colleges. Because I felt the love I know I got the love from Howard University, but I felt the love from other HBCUs. You know, I've had, I have friends that graduated from Kentucky State University, you know, that graduated from Morehouse, Spelman, that graduate. And I'm saying it's not the same because, you know, we all have our little specialties and, you know, our bonds, but at the same, it's, we all have love for each other. And exactly. so with that being said, I want to thank you, thank you, thank you. Hey, one thing I want to say real quick. Yes. Can I say one thing before you? Uh, I like to challenge everyone, everyone to please, you know, do their research. They, they, it's, you don't have to be, you know, some just, you know, maybe Google uh, uh, your three HBCUs and then uh, HBCUs uh, wiki, the HBCU, uh, just that, that alone, because if you just look under the HBCUs, just, and just read through that when you get an opportunity, you know, and then, you know, if you can't, I, I care, I got yearbooks. You know, matter of fact, I got one right. I ain't with it right behind me, but I have yearbooks. What I do, I talk to young kids because when I I went to school was a long time ago, so I get current yearbooks when I go to homecoming to show to to, to young kids in, in, in LA uh, to because they've never seen nothing. There's nothing yeah. I can't tell them that it's like anything. So that when I show them the yearbook, they could actually see pictures of them, something that looks like them yeah. at this time, and they could say, "Oh, wow!" Because you know, it's so, it's so unfortunate they don't even know. You know, and it, I mean, it's it. You know, so that's why well, I'm glad you're having this uh, this show today, and I hope you know someone can share uh, what we what we know, and and we I mean we benefited for life, and we we want we want other people to, to enjoy what we had. Yes, thank you so much, guys. You're welcome. No I problem. Appreciate you you sharing your passion with us.
no problem passion for historical black colleges and especially Howard history. And we just thank you for being on our show to share that with us. No problem. Have a good All right. one. All right. So next week, we'll continue to discuss the controversial topics about race and have conversations about personal and professional experiences with racism, love, loss, employment, and education. Stories that need to be shared, seen, and heard that makes us human. The truth will not be silenced. To be seen, to be heard, to be human. The surprise. Following the link in the show notes, let's Buzzsprout know we sent you and help support our show. Buzzsprout is the best way to launch a professional podcast. Want to ask a question, be a guest, or subscribe to this podcast, The Truth Will Not Be Silenced? Click on the show link. Thank you for joining us today.